With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. It's wonderful to welcome you to Bishop Thorpe Chapel on this, the first Sunday of Advent, as we look forward uh, to the joys of Christmas and of that great day when we shall meet the Lord face to face. Blessed are you, Sovereign Lord, God of our ancestors. To you be praise and glory forever. You called the patriarchs to live by the light of faith and to journey in the hope of your promised fulfilment. May we be obedient to your call and be ready and watchful to receive your Christ, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path for you are our light and our salvation. 
Blessed be God forever. We now begin our worship today with that great Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. In the name of God, who in Christ turns judgment into mercy, we welcome you. Grace to you and peace. Amen. A voice cries out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. We turn to the Lord in penitence and faith. 
Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of your kingdom. Forgive our divisions and discord. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and sacrament to strengthen us in holiness. Forgive our selfishness and pride. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You will come in glory with salvation for your people. Forgive the ways we are unprepared. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you your sins, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. People of God, awake. The day is coming soon when you shall see God face to face. Remember the ways and the works of God. You are God's children. Lord, make us one as we walk with Christ today and forever. Amen. This reading is from Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 to 9. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood, and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned, because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. Here ends the first lesson.
Hello, my name is Lawrence Rabb and I am the lay chaplain at Manassee Academy in York and here are three students talking to you a little bit about what Advent means to them. What Advent means to me um, is the build up towards Christmas and that kind of makes the event last, last longer for me, therefore I enjoy it more. I think that Advent brings together families and communities because everybody's happy. Uh, to me, it's like where Christians take this time of their life to reflect on the Advent because Christmas is a special time in their Christian faith. Hello, my name's Andy Muckle. I'm chaplain to St George's Crypt and chaplain to the homeless in the Diocese of Leeds. So what does Advent mean for me? Well, I think it's this sense of journeying or travelling. This year at the Crypt, we're going to have a posada, which is where the figures of Mary, Joseph and the donkey are going to travel around all the crypt sites, ending up just before Christmas in the chapel at St George's Crypt. And it is for me this sense in the journey of Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem, they travel with hope. They're travelling towards this momentous event where Jesus Christ is born, a child who will change the course of human history, who will change the world. And so I think for me, Advent, is this travelling with hope. We travel towards this most miraculous, wonderful thing at Christmas, where Jesus is born. And for our sisters and brothers who come to the crypt, however long they're with us, I hope in that time they experience a little bit of God's love. And as they journey on, as they will do, they travel on with hope in their hearts. And so I hope and pray for us all this Advent, over these four weeks, whatever they bring, we'll be looking forward to the birth of Christ and we'll travel towards that with hope in our hearts. So have a blessed Advent. Well, Advent means to me is the lead up to Christmas, which is very exciting. Uh, and it's a time, for me, it's a time for being around family, loved ones, the giving and receiving of gifts. Uh, but most of all, it's the birth, leading up to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and the receiving uh, of, of joyous occasions and, you know, just, and love, which is more important than anything else in the world. Me and how does this Advent change? Is how is this Advent different from previous Advents? Uh, so, last Advent, I was living in uh, a flat uh, in Amley, and this year I have my own place. I have my family coming over from Ireland. And most of all, I have my fiance who's living with me. And to share that with them will be fantastic. Advent to me means that during the four weeks leading up to Christmas, Christians come together to light candles, say prayers, and prepare themselves to celebrate the Saviour's birth. As we get busy with shopping for gifts, 
for others and ourselves. Advent creates space for us to reflect on what is important to us and if we need to, change our priorities. I love Advent as it gives me the opportunity to light a candle in collective worship at school and to join in with the activities that are traditionally special to Christians since the very beginning. Our second reading is from the Gospel according to Mark, beginning at the 24th verse of the 13th chapter. Jesus said, But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels, and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, 
This generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angel in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Here ends our second lesson. Advent isn't just about getting ready to celebrate the birth of Christ. It's about getting ready for our own death, getting ready for that day when Christ will come again, when we will see Christ face to face. And we don't know when this will be. That's why the phrases that we find in today's reading from Mark's Gospel ring out in all the themes, readings, carols and prayers of this Advent season. Be on your guard. Stay awake. Watch. You don't know at what hour the master of the house will return. Which leads me to consider how we measure our lives. Usually it's in years. We all expect to get our three score years and ten, but of course we hope for more. And generally speaking, life expectancy nowadays delivers more. Though, please be aware that much of this is directly connected to wealth and privilege, and that in other parts of the world, life expectancy is still shockingly short. And even in our own country, one of the biggest indicators of a growing gap between the very rich and the increasingly left-behind poor is that the life expectancy of people in, say, Blackpool is much less than those in Belgravia. Nevertheless, it is still time that matters, time that we measure, and more time that we are after. But Jesus reminds us we do not know at what hour the master will return, and that we do know that what really matters in life can't be measured by a quantity of hours, but by a quality of love. My life matters and finds its meaning in giving and receiving love within my family and among my friends, and supremely, because of course human love can and does let us down, the unfailing, unconditional, inexhaustible, ever-replenishing love of God, which is given me in Jesus Christ, whose own life was only 33 years, and whose impact reverberates throughout history, and is there for every human heart to know and receive. Advent is about acknowledging this, that the birth of Christ is the turning point of history, where we, in fact, 
Stop always measuring things chronologically and see how this life, whether it be in our terms short or long, is leading somewhere, home to God. And it is how we live our lives here and the quality of our loving that really matters. In Christ, God comes among us to show us the way. Advent is the dawning of this, preparing to receive Christ now and preparing to see him forever. Hence, when a few years ago, as part of a national campaign called Prayers on the Move, that was encouraging people of all faiths and none to think about and engage in prayer, I was invited to contribute a prayer to go on tube trains in London and Newcastle. I wrote this, which feels today like an Advent prayer. My heart, it still keeps beating. But what for? Show me how to measure my life in something other than years. Amen.
Watchful at all times, let us pray for strength to stand with confidence before our Maker and Redeemer, that God may bring in his kingdom with justice and mercy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God may establish among the nations his scepter of righteousness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may seek Christ in the scriptures and recognize him in the breaking of the bread. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God may bind up the brokenhearted, restore the sick, and raise up all who have fallen. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the light of God's coming may dawn on all who live in darkness and the shadow of death. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That with all the saints in light, we may shine forth as lights for the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of our Heavenly Father. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to us in great humility, that on the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And remembering those we know and love who may be in particular need today and crying out for the needs of our world where there is so much sorrow and so much conflict, let us seek the coming of God's kingdom by praying the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Mm-hmm.